everyone. Welcome back to Cozy Chat Podcast. My name is Corey, and I go by he, him, his pronouns. I'm Sasha, and I go by she, her, hers pronouns. Because I went on vacation the week before last week. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the Poconos for a couple of days. Oh, that sounds really good. How was yep. it? It was nice. We um didn't, like, it was my parents and I, so we didn't do too many, like, okay, outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. Like, you go, like, rafting or whatever over there. So we went hiking one day. We went shopping. We chilled at the house most of the time because it was cold. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be cold over there. I thought it was, like, going to be fairly warm. I didn't even take a jacket. Oh, yeah. You should always take a jacket or a hoodie or a sweater just in like, case. Like, I took a jean jacket. Oh, that that's not going to do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I had to buy, like, a crew neck sweater at Walmart. Mm. And I, that was still, I was still cold in that, but it was better than just my jean jacket. Yeah. I like going, like, you know, I'm a very outdoorsy person as far mm. as, like, I like being surrounded by nature. You know, I enjoy, like, when my family tell me either we go to, like, the lake or we go hiking or yeah. something. And just, like, you just chill in the park. Um, and you don't have to go, like, far. You don't have to go, like, deep in the woods or anything. You can just go yeah. to any state park, you know, find a place where they do, like, picnics and everything like that. Have a nice yeah. meal. Um, if you can find a lake, like, um, one, like, that... In recent years, we've been going to, I don't know if it's a lake or a reservoir. Uh, the, actually, it's a Delaware. Uh, Delaware Water Gap? Yeah, the Delaware Water Gap, right? And We drove past that area on the way there. Yeah, I like Before going out there. there. That one is really, really good. Um, sometimes we went to one that's in South Jersey. I believe, well, a few few beaches in South Jersey, like um, Point Pleasant is a mm. pretty decent beach that I've been to a few times with, like, friends and stuff like that. Uh, I think mm. I've been to, like, Wild, what's it, Wildwood? That's, like, all the way at the, like, that's, like, the very, very tip of the Jersey Shore. Mm. Um, I think I've been there twice. Mm. Yeah, I'm, like... I'm not a big nature person. Like, I'll go out in nature, but I don't, like, crave it. Like, I, um, like back when I was at Hunter, um, we went camping, like, mm-hmm. maybe once a semester. And we were, but it wasn't, like, camping with, with, um, with friends, of course. Um, we would go to, like, a Boy Scout camp, and we would get cabins. So we wouldn't be like sleeping under the stars, but we would have to like cook our food over the fire and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been like when I was young, I went to like a sleepaway camp once. It's crazy. It's like a big camp that had lots of different camps on it. Yeah. Um. So like, I have I was a part of was like the basketball camp. So we had like a. Our cat, we had like a lodge, I would say, versus like a cabin, because we had like a whole full kitchen and and like bunk beds and everything like that. Yeah. We did have one night where we were supposed to switch with like um, the outdoor camper camper kids. Yeah. And they they were going to sleep in our cabin for the night and we were supposed to like rough it and camp. (laughs) Uh, We made a fire. Uh, At least I helped make the fire. And yet somehow I was one of the only kids that didn't get a marshmallow to roast. And I was kind of pissed about that. Damn. I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear or two. Um, but we, we stayed out there for a little bit. And then our camp counselors was like, yeah, so, so fuck this. What we're going to do is we're going to sneak back into our, our, our lodge. So, like we live, which is like sneaking across the camp, like the campgrounds. It's like, so we're not, we, we not going to get caught. We're just going to do the do. And then I guess us and the other group together, we were just chilling out and fun inside mm. like, the cabin. Mm. And it was pretty good. Yeah, I went to a, um, it was like a little, 
it wasn't exactly a sleep awake. It was like a leadership conference that I went to when I was in like elementary school and we slept there. It was just like um, my guidance counselor took a couple of us there. I forgot, we did like leadership activities and stuff like that. And it was just like a weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the closest I got to like a sleepaway camp experience. Yeah. Because other than that, like I went to day camp. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I went to like a few day camps too, as far as like the ones at like school and stuff like that. You know, sometimes if I was in like Coney Island with my, my grandmother or whatever, We'd be at like what we'd be at like the Yogi Bear camp thing they do like program thing they do over the summer mm. stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't say that like I crave nature though. Um, mm. I would definitely say that I'm definitely feel recharged and rejuvenated mm-hmm. when surrounded by nature. Yeah, uh, especially you know living out here in New York City. Um, living in Jersey City and stuff like that. It's just like a lot of concrete, a lot of brick and mortar and, you know, just city, right? So being able to go out into the woods and just be surrounded by trees. I'm also a big water person. So, you know, I love being in Hoboken on the pier. I love being at the Chelsea Pier. I just love, you know, the beach. Yeah, Yeah, so... I could I could definitely see myself living in a cabin in the woods, like having a cabin lake house in the woods or something like that. As like a I could definitely see myself living in that type of space and just kind of chilling and vibing and you know, enjoying mm-hmm. the entire atmosphere. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, I know that as much as I would enjoy the vibes and all I need is my books and a fireplace and I'd be like all set at the same time just like eventually i am going to get bored and want to like do something and i'm like yeah okay. yeah okay enough enough city enough zen i want to go out and do ratchet bullshit yeah you know, understood like i do like what i do really like are waterfalls waterfalls so, are like, amazing like when i went to niagara falls with my parents a few summers back like that was amazing and then um, when we went this last week, there's this place in um, in the Poconos called Bushkill Falls. It's mm-hmm. not as like majestic as like Niagara Falls, but there's a, you like hike a, like it's a system of like they have like off trail hikes, but their trails are mostly like staircases you have to walk like up and down like a bunch of staircases to see the falls but then there's some falls that are like deep as hell so you have to get off the staircases and go like on regular rocky like terrain to -hmm. see the rest of the falls and my parents were like nah (laughs) we're just gonna do the stuff with the staircases (laughs) yeah uh, like I don't, I've never been to Niagara Falls and I've seen people who do like, you know how they have like the su- su- suspended bridges along the falls and stuff like that. I, I just can't bring myself to do that. I'm just oh. like, oh no, no, I have a fear of heights. And like, as much as I love the aesthetic of a rickety wooden suspended bridge, I'm not going to be getting on a suspended bridge because... <laughs> I value my life too much that, you know, I'm not going to try to walk across a bridge that might snap under my body weight. (laughs) And I'm not even that heavy of a person. I am like 230 pounds. Uh, Not the lightest, but not the heaviest either. Like, but my fear of heights will not allow me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, like, I feel like I... I can go high places like um, right by the falls on the Canada side. There's this like observation deck that's mm-hmm. like 500 feet up in the air. Yeah. And then you go and then uh, you it's like a plat like a plat a platform that has like a lot of you know it has all the security rails and stuff like you can't jump off of it or anything like that. 
Yeah. And you can walk around and from there you can look down at the falls from like really high up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I looked and I was just like looking, but then I'm also like shaking. Yeah. See, I could probably do something like that. Like I'd probably keep my distance from like the rails and the edges a little bit. Close to the rails. Because my my thing is like the the need to feel grounded, right? So I can be in high elevation places, you know, I can be on top of a cliff or mountain or like whatever. Like that's not necessarily the issue. Cause I have the same I have the same issue when I like, you know, there are muse- different museums are still, even in nature parks, you know, the new thing to do is to like have these glass bridges or like mm-hmm. have these glass observation decks and platforms where the floor is it's most likely like a do very durable plexiglass or it needs to be able to hold like lots and lots lots of weight so i'm pretty sure the glass is perfectly safe like you know it's most likely even like bulletproof right however being able to see (laughs) through the ground (laughs) i lose the sense of being grounded grounded because now it's like Mentally, you know, logically, I know that I am standing on a surface. Yeah. At the same time, to my be like my perception and my different senses. Yeah. I'm suddenly in free fall or potentially in free fall. So I'm just like, I don't, that's why I don't do like suspended bridges that like move around too much. And yeah. I don't do glass floors. Like, I know that's a thing in like, museums and stuff like that they want to be really fancy i'd be like hey cool you know cross this this little like glass bridge where you can like see through the floor and see what's happening on other places and i'm just like you know what let me i'm good you can you can hold that just keep it keep it to um, yourself i don't want it and you saying that made me think of something i'm trying to remember what i uh Glass bridges. Gosh darn, I totally forgot. I like didn't want to interject, so I held it back. Um hmm. yeah, it's gonna come to me eventually, I think. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, the um when it comes to the it feels like it's on the tip of my brain. So Not right even the tip there. of it's like right there, but not connecting. Um, hmm. The it was something about heights and glass bridges. So oh, maybe. okay, I got it. Okay. So I went to this. Um, it's nothing about glass bridges, but I went to this. Um, it's like a VR arcade kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we, like when I was working at um the element when i was working as an after school teacher we took the kids to this like i don't know if it was called vr world or what but it's in the city and they have like a bunch of like vr games that you can do it wasn't a lot a lot it was it was um i forgot how much stuff they had but they had different stations you could go to and then there was this one station where like if you look at it and it's just a piece it's just a piece like a not wood but it's like a little it looks like a plank Mm -hmm. that's attached to the floor but once you put on the vr goggles the plank it looks like um one of those planks that's sticking out from a building oh and you start walking and you feel like you're gonna fall and they make you like what they they have like a a person holding your arms but you walk to the end of the plank and then you step off and it feels like you're falling wow i couldn't do that i would probably have a heart attack <laughs> i'm telling you like literally i didn't i was just like it was so trippy it was so trippy cuz once I got off, it really felt like I fall, fell. Oh my goodness. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
That's what and I thought of. I was like, I know you can't do it. But, but you know what's crazy? Because I've been ziplining, right? How um, is it? It's great. Okay. Um, I would definitely suggest like doing it. It was definitely something where I'm like, okay, I'm in the harness and I see that I have to like jump, not jump off the building, but I have to just release my feet and just like slide across the zip line to the other building. And I'm just like, okay. I like the amount of mental preparedness that I have to like fortify Dude. my mind just to be like, pick up your feet, right? Oh my God. Knowing that I'm going to be flying off this building and it's being suspended in the air. This was when um, uh, me and my girlfriend and I went to Vegas. So again, I hadn't been ziplining before. I feel like if this was, I also feel that I would probably feel more comfortable ziplining if this was like a jungly, foresty kind of a yeah. wooded woodland area. I don't know yeah. why, but I feel like being surrounded by the trees and like it just feels more cushiony in, in some in a way. <laughs> where like I don't feel like I would die if I fell if I like fell into yeah. a tree or even just fell into the dirt. But you know, being off like a building and we were probably only like not even a hundred yards in the air, but you know, crazy. But it's definitely something where it's like once once you finally just like let go and just start going, mm-hmm. you know, everything else like just empties out your mind because you're just like, okay, you're fo- like once you're secure, yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm secure now, and now I can just there's a lot more trust in my harness, which is attached to the to yeah. the actual zip line, yeah. And I can just like enjoy kind of moving yeah. know, through the air. I kind of, in in the same vein, I kind of want to, I like I want to go skydiving, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I I brought I don't want to go skydiving. Oh right? no, I couldn't do skydiving. No. Yeah, but it kind of reminds me of like that um this video of like Will Smith when he went skydiving or like he was talking about going skydiving for the first time. It's like. And it's like, it's like the most terrifying thing ever. But at the same time, it's just like, it's like once you just jump and just get past it, like once you just jump past the fear, mm-hmm. everything else just melts away. And it's just like, you're just going to be the most scared you've ever been in your life. Yeah. You're having the most exhilarating feelings you've ever had in your life. I know I can't do it. I can't yeah. even do roller coasters yeah i have a feeling like i don't know i i almost feel like similar to like once like being on the ledge of the zip line and having to just it's all just getting to the point where you just go but then yeah. once you're actually in the air it's just like you know a little sense a sense a little sense of like flight and freedom i feel like that would probably be a similar sense like once you're you're skydiving you know it's like the the initial like jumping out of a plane and yeah and having to trust that your parachute is functional and it'll work and it'll open and if the first one don't open you have your backup that opens and hopefully everything is properly just everything goes right so that you don't splatter like a pancake yeah, I think that the first, like, I don't know if this is, like, a rule for all skydiving, but I feel like the first time you go, you're attached to, like, an experienced diver to go. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would, like, I would definitely not just jump out, like, my first time and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be attached to another person. I'm just like, if, if I'm going to go down... I'm not going down alone. <laughs> We're gonna it's gonna be a thing where like it's your fault if I die, just so you know. Oh. But um <laughs> um yes. But I just realized, you know, we've been here for a while. Um for all of the new listeners and returning listeners, you know, welcome. Don't forget to follow 
Cozy Chat Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Cozy Chat Pod. And if you're enjoying the conversation, feel free to send us a DM. And you can also email us at CozyChatPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from y'all. Yes, always. We love hearing from you guys on Instagram and interacting with everyone. I feel like the most interaction we get is on Instagram, Twitter, not so much. Uh, but yeah, definitely people we do need to talk get better to us at our on. Twitter game. But yeah, IG, we, we're on point with IG. So yeah. we're always checking our DMs. So yeah, feel free. Right. So getting into one of the topics we wanted to talk about this week. So, have you heard about what happened with Monique and her IG Live and how she turned all of social media into an uproar for a little bit? I, like, honestly, the funny thing is that I, like, I haven't been checking social media, like, a lot recently. Like, sometimes I'll be on Twitter, but... The funny thing is I haven't been on TikTok in ages, but when I finally got on TikTok, I like saw two different TikTokers I followed talking about Monique's video. And one of them um, is a drag queen and he literally was just like, Monique is hella tacky for this shit. <laughs> Yo, people, not that I agree with, cause, I, cause some of the, uh, the responses to her to her initial, I guess, video were kind of like, yo, how are you talking about people in their bonnets in, you know, the airports and stuff, and you on a whole IG live in a bathrobe with no <laughs> bra on? Like, girl, are you serious? Like, <laughs> oh, and I was like, I didn't even think of that. I was like, okay. But I'm pretty okay. sure she's gonna justify that she was in her house wearing house clothes, or she yeah. was in her hotel room wearing inside clothes. Yeah. But at the but. same time, in the in the same way, I don't think I don't think she should be judged for that. Like again, she's in the if she's in the comfort of her home or hotel or whatever. Yeah. At the same time, people, she was just for comfort in that moment, and she had something to say. And it's not like she went and got dressed and presentable and stuff like that to say what she had to say. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to say what I got to say and, you know, yeah. say it with love or, you know, a little At bit of judgment. At least what she says is love. Yeah, a little bit of judgment there, but, you know. Yeah, high-key judgment. Yeah, she, she definitely, you know, a lot of respectability pod, politics and Everything she said is very respectability politics. Um, yeah, but for those of you who don't know what we're talking about or haven't seen the video yet, we will link the IG live post in the description. Um, and I think we'll share a little bit of what she had to say. So yesterday, I'm honored that y'all do that, right? But there are times where auntie gotta talk to her babies and say some real shit. So yesterday, I was in the airport in Atlanta because I'm in Jackson, Mississippi now at Chuckles Comedy Club, right? And we got three shows tonight. We got a matinee at 5.30, then we got seven, then we got 10. Right. And I'm excited. I always love going to the stage. So when we got to the airport yesterday, I was excited, like, all right, baby, let's go get him in Jackson, Mississippi. And as we begin to walk through the airport, I saw so many, actually too many to count and too many for me to tap. But I saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, blankets wrapped around them, and this is how they're showing up to the airport. <laughs> yeah, like, 
honestly, I'm of the opinion like that she, I get it. She's coming from a, a older generation where they had to fight to be respected. They had all these, not to say that we don't have these obstacles, these obstacles damn i don't know what's going on with that word not that we don't have all these obstacles today but people have it's a different time like just because you're going out to like walmart or traveling on the airport doesn't mean you have to be dressed to the nines which i do understand she said you don't have to like get all made up and all that stuff um to be to have what she calls pride in yourself my thing is like i if if i'm going out and i'm gonna travel somewhere like I do like usually I'm not the person who likes to wear my pajamas out. So like, I don't, I'm not coming from that perspective, but I do understand that if you want to be comfortable when you're traveling, I would definitely wear sweats and a mm-hmm. t-shirt like, but there's people who are probably wearing pajama pants and a t-shirt and a bonnet. Like they're free to do that. Like yeah. we were at, like, the thing that got me, like, honestly, I was just like, okay, I get where she's coming from. She's older, whatever. But the thing that really, like, was just like, this is ridiculous. She's like, well, if I see you, I'm going to tap you and talk to you. And it's just like, there's no need for that. It's like, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Just mind your business. Like, you're going to ruin the moment. Like, I'll, I'll be so excited. I'll turn around and it's like, Monique. And then, and she's, then like, she's like, oh, have you know, some pride. In have some pride. I'm like, then I'm just gonna be like, first of all, who are you talking like? Yeah, where did, okay. where did you decide to come from with all this? But um, then there's uh, there's one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, she goes by her name is Evelyn. Her channel is Evelyn from the Internet. Oh, Evelyn the Internet. Yeah. On the internets? From the internets? I think from the internets. I can't remember. Oh, it's been a minute. But I know I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love, so I love her made, content. Yeah, I love her. She um she did a lot uh a YouTube live about it. I didn't watch it live, I watched the replay and she had like some bullet points that she went through <laughs> about the video. She, like one of her first ones was like you know, I wish Monique would tell that to a Gen Z because Monique would probably catch <laughs> yeah. some hands from a Gen Z. You know, a, a Gen Z who's about that life would definitely like curse her the fuck out. Be like, first of all, what you're not going to do is, and I'm just gonna, like, I'm just going to sit there and, and laugh. just like and laugh my ass off. And like, yo, she probably going to be hella pissed to be spoken to so abruptly but yeah but um then the like the other she had a couple of points but the other point that she made that I was just like this makes sense is like not everybody wants to be called queen not everyone is like ooh I want to be a queen yeah (laughs) she was like what if I just want to be a commoner (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm I was like, like, damn, that's funny as hell. Yeah, and you can have pride as a commoner, right? And also, uh, to that point, yeah, there are lots of people who, because of the type of, like, that certain type of respectability politics that doesn't allow room for, like, for you to not always so like uptight and 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 stuff there's yeah. just some people like there's not even that not only that but there's just a lot of stuff that comes with being called queen there's a lot of connotations that people yeah. put on that word particularly particularly when they're talking to black women right yeah um yeah so i do know some people who don't like to be called queen and they're just like nah 
that's not for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I think it for me, like, sure, you want to call it to me, but and I'll be like, I'll say yes, queen, maybe, but like, I'm okay with being a commoner. (laughs) Well, not everybody is like Monique's like, not everybody's a queen. I was just like, but your definition of queen is different. Like, yeah, from I feel like queen is something that you embody no matter what you wear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so if you consider yourself a queen, it doesn't matter what you wear. You're going to uphold yourself as the queen that you, I don't, I don't know if I want to say believe yourself to be or the queen you manifest yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about the right way to say it without, being like you're make this is make believe yeah but i I think another thing with that as well particularly is the spaces in which she's talking about people wearing bonnets right yeah and they're like sweats or pajamas or wearing you know blankets talking about people going to walmart and doing that and she's talking about people who come to the airport and do that and number one, you have no idea where these people are coming from or going in the airport. You know, they could have a flight, a nine-hour flight, a 12-hour flight. Yeah. You know, they could be going on like a 20-hour flight to Johannesburg for all you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to dress super uncomfortably. And I know I'm just going to about to be on this plane. I'm about to shout out everyone and just go to sleep. And, you know, I'm not... Yeah. If I know I'm going to be sleeping for most of the time, I want my hair protected as much as possible. And yeah. I want to be dressed as comfortably as possible because it's hella uncomfortable on a plane with other people. Yeah. Right? And who knows? That person could be anemic and get cold very easily. So they got yeah. a blanket or whatever because they didn't want to be wearing a big, heavy sweater hoodie at the time yeah. like there's so many factors for why someone could be doing what they're doing yeah. that we as individuals are not privy to which yeah. is why uh, most of the responses to kind of that kind of idea was like oh don't you have pride in yourself why are you dressing like that it's a mind your business you don't know why i'm dressing like that in this moment again yeah. we're talking about someone just going to walmart like i'm just running to the grocery store i don't need to get dressed up up. to go or you know i don't even need to just like dress however you think is the basic limit of presentable to go to the grocery store right i'm going i'm running downstairs to get my eggs to get my batteries to get whatever i need to get to the store and go right back home and not interact with people or do whatever i'm going to be doing for the rest of the day do whatever errands you want to do yeah, it's not like she was saying people are coming to my comedy shows and they got on their bonnets and pajamas. I'm just like, come on, guys. You know, like if she said something like that and it was like, I see people coming out to like shows and events and they got on their pajamas and bonnets. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I can understand that. I can especially see where as she's like, coming from. Yeah, especially as like a performer. I'm out here dressed as my best to give you a performance and like whatever. Like we're in this nice uh space and you know i'm trying to interact with the audience and you guys look like you're you know having, having a yeah having a like a sleepover on the couch in your house or something it's like you know that energy is weird so i could get that you know but Definitely. we're not we're not at a com we're not like at a comedy club we're not not at a lounge we're not in any type of space where you would expect someone to be dressed you know, a little bit more presentable or whatever. Yeah. We're talking about someone going to the corner store, grocery store, or about to enjoy their like 20 hour flight. Like, yeah. you know, let people live, let them, that's like, though, I think because she, because she mentioned those, those spaces specifically, it's kind of like, seriously, that's what you want to harp over? You want to come to me in the airport when I'm minding my business, trying to social distance, by the way. Yeah. Talking about, hey, you know, 
Why you got on a bonnet? Have some pride. How about, you know, I'm about to go to take a nap on this plane and you mind your business. How yeah. About How about that? Yeah. Catch and... me inside. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. But like, I think it was, I think it was, there was also an irony, like people that were people were pointing out with the whole Monique thing. Uh-huh. It's like, how are you talking about, do you have pride in yourself, right? And you want to come at people from wearing bonnets in Walmart and on, you know, the plane, but you were in a whole IG Live in a robe and it looks like you got no bra on and you just, you just chilling, but you mad at us or, you know, you just mad at people for wearing bonnets? Like, like can we live? Can, can people just be free to do what they feel like they need to do to keep themselves in comfort and happiness? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody has this whole, like, I don't know. I think there's a point where if you, if it's not bothering you or if it's not a nuisance, like, mind yours. Yeah. Like, it, it's as simple as that. Like, we've got to, like, pick and choose what we are really focusing on that's an issue in this society. And this is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that serious. Yeah. The funny thing is um, one person was saying at the beginning of the video, she said, you know, it took me some time to come and figure out what I was going to say and come with a, from a place of love. And it's like, if you were hesitating, it means you just had to mind your business. Pretty much. Like, you knew he was about to say some, something that was, like, not going to be taken well. Because, like... Hmm. I feel like sometimes celebrities have hot takes that are just not that great. Yeah, but also, I get it. Because there are, there are other women who are agreeing with her. Some of them yeah. who are older... Um, similar to herself, some of them who are younger but have similar, you know, politics when it comes to identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also this thing where, like, particularly as Black people, there's this thing where, where what other Black people, what Black people do tends to, in some way, reflect on Black people as a community. It's almost this thing where, like, all black people are ambassadors for the black community. So if you also take it from that perspective, there's also this idea of you are dressed in a non-presentable manner as a black woman, and that reflects in a certain way on me as another black woman, right? Whether we interact in the same social circles or not, that like what you do is going to turn into oh black women do this which is going to then turn into someone's going to come to me with some bullshit talking about this is something that black women do yeah so yeah so, so i i understand that there are layers there's there's layers yeah. to it right there, there's, there's definitely layers to it. up in there but we need to kind of get out of that and start letting people have you know, the room and breath to just be themselves unequivocally, you know? There's a point where, like, I was um, back to Evelyn. She looked up um, respectability politics, and I think the definition, like, kind of, not alluded, but stated that respectability politics was mostly focused on Black women. Mm-hmm. Like these, like it seems like a lot of these, like all these measures, all this, like you need to present this this um, look that doesn't 
that shows you have pride and all that other stuff is like solely focused on black women. It's just like we have this whole thing about policing how black women look, how black women act, how they talk. Like there's so many ways people like because like when it comes there's like of course like women are policed in general but like the way black women are policed is just its own little circle of this like horrible like bullshit there's can't dress like this you should dress like that your hair can't be natural your hair can't can't be a wig your hair can't be a weave i mean a wig or a weave like you need to be there's like so many conflicting versions of respectability like there was this one video (laughs) that i saw on facebook today and i it was like somebody stitched it on tiktok and this Mm -hmm. guy was like women can't women don't have all three and it was like um uh natural hair uh i forgot it was like two different things like natural hair um real life it was like two random things that were just like bullshit and then somebody else stitched a tiktok so they after the second one of the three they took over and they were like well they stated some real like structural issues that black women deal with and it was like ha these are some real things that black women deal with that are not like these superficial bullshit that you're talking about mm-hmm. it's like bodily autonomy and stuff like that and i was just like okay yeah cutting the bullshit talking about like real hair a, a wig or a weave like it's just exactly like, there's like like real shit you know, particularly and particularly when it comes to, and I think another thing with the bonnet is the bonnet has to deal with hair, right? And this thing yeah. of always trying to police black women's hair, like you said, it's like, oh, you can't be natural because you know, unless it's a very specific type of natural, because then it's just kinky and ugly. But at the same yeah. time, you can't have a perm or like whatever, or else you're trying to look white and don't love yourself. You can't have a wig, you can't have a weave because then you're fake. It's like, there's so, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's always going to be something wrong with you, no matter yeah. what choice you make. You, know, you make for yourself, right? And again, all the politics that comes with Black people's hair, specifically the politics that comes with Black women's hair, you know, about the fact that black women couldn't have their hair out, you know, and they had to wear scarves and stuff outside. They had to have head wraps, right? Because their natural hair was seen as unkempt and different things like that. And they were like, they just had to cover it. Or the fact that in order to exist in society or do be able to do the things they want to do, they had to conform themselves into trying to assimilate their hair to look more similar to European styles of hair beauty. You know, kind of like, kind of like uh, what you were saying earlier, like the paradigm of what it means to quote unquote, be respectable. And historically what that means, like respectable, when you talk about what is a respectable quote unquote lady or whatever, you're usually talking about a wealthy white woman. And, you know, black, a black woman is almost never going to be any of those things, right? Now, that's kind of taken to its extreme, right? I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when they start talking about, you know, looking respectable, they're, particularly when black people are talking about it, they're not necessarily talking in reference to, like, whiteness. Maybe they're talking in reference to, like, what they can what they consider more respectable, you know, black women and stuff like that. Yeah. People who carry themselves in a certain way or always dress a certain way or this and that, you know, but it's kind of along the same lines of like respectability politics. Like you respect these women because they dress this certain way, but you know, 
society tells them they have to dress a certain way in order to succeed to the level that they succeeded. However, we now live in, we now have kind of come as a society, at least to a point where these things aren't as strict as like, if you don't do them, there's no way you're succeeding, right? There's a lot more wiggle room for people to kind of just be themselves and mm. finding alternate avenues to success and alternate avenues to loving themselves. And there's no longer this like one funnel, funnel route where it's like, you have to find pride and love, self-love, self-worth through this one avenue. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, let just let people be free to be them, particularly when it's like, like you, what you were saying, it's not hurting anyone. It's really like not reflecting bad on anyone, to be honest. Like they're just doing them and trying to get from point A to point B. And then when they get to point B, they're going to be just as respectable or dress with as much pride as you yeah. expect them to dress anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about the hair thing, I feel like we can always delve into it again. But there's like this, I don't know if it's community wide or if it's like, depends on like what background you come from. But like when I was younger, like I literally begged my mom to perm my hair. Like it was like, I grew up, especially being in the Latino community, I grew up seeing all these women with like straight hair. And it was so easy to manage and it looks so like, just looks so much easier to deal with than what my hair is. So it, it looked like, you know, it was easy to wash, easy to comb. Cause I just remember, you know, like, having your mom like start doing your hair and she's like popping you because you're moving and, and all this yanking your head all over yanking the place. your head around um and just dealing with your like i'm glad i wasn't tender headed mm -hmm. um but literally it was just it felt like it was a pain every time i had to go get my my mom had to wash my hair so I think around like age nine or 10, like I finally got her to agree to perm my hair. Cause she had been perming her hair for years. Mm -hmm. So it was just like a natural progression. Mm -hmm. And then I permed my hair all the way up until like, I think it was like junior year or junior or senior year of under, of my first time around in undergrad. So like, 2013 2014 ish. Okay. And then I started transitioning to natural. Did I've been doing that for then I did the natural thing for from like 2014 till 2019. So that was like a good six years or so. And then I decided to get locks. Had the locks for a little bit over a year. And then went back to natural. So we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm. Hair is a tough topic for black women. Uh, that was that was quite a conversation. Like, again, it's just like so much from like like the bonnet. There's so much that goes into it. But it's just yeah. like it's a complicated part, not a complicated, but it's a layered part of our history and culture. So, but I think we had a good conversation about I that. I think so. You know? I think so. Yeah. So this is definitely going to be a shorter episode, guys, but we would really like to thank you guys for being here with us and for joining us for this conversation. If you want to continue the conversation, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Cozy Chat Pod. And if you have any ideas for future episodes or future topics that you would like us to discuss, or you know, if you just want to, you know, contact us for any 
for any reason. Uh, send us an email at coachchatpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, do you have any socials you'd like to plug? So, hey guys, you can follow me at Sash underscore Marguerite on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All right. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at youngworldt580. And that's about it. Uh, I'm not on TikTok yet. I probably will get on TikTok. I enjoy a lot of the videos from TikTok that I see on Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't post much. I usually just watch. I do post occasionally, very rarely, though. Mm -hmm. But it's always shits and giggles. But there's also, like, some people who I follow who really talk about different concepts, stuff that we tend to touch on. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a mixed bag. There's people with some good, dope political content, some social content, like... Um, this was just kind of tailored to what everyone wants to see. It's like, there's a little something for everyone. Yeah, there is. There is. The one thing I don't like is there's a for you page where it suggests videos that you might want to see. It's like kind of off base. Kind of yeah. off base. Just let me look at who I follow. That's all I want to see. <laughs> That's it. All right. But thank you all for joining us, and we will see you guys next time. See you guys. Later. Bye. Bye.